Coming up, we're going to go crazy with our TTT. That's our top travel tips for visiting Universal Orlando, live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 87 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams. That's me. Who else would it be? I do not know. Who could it be now? Who could it? Who could it? Who could it be oh. now? <laughs> well, it could also be Rhino Clavin at the table. Hello. Hello. I, I started early with the songs because I believe there was a complaint in the last episode that there wasn't enough singing. So yeah, so we've we're Brace going to, we're going to increase the singing, but decrease the amount of derogatory things we're saying. <laughs> so the critics have spoken, and apparently uh, we're getting we're getting a little too loose with the language at some points. So we are going to uh, cheese and crack. We are going to channel that by singing. A lot more. Yeah. The rage goes into singing. But also necessarily singing. Not just like saying whatever we want to for the sake of saying whatever we want to. And uh, someone who does say whatever he wants to and just doesn't give a darn uh, on the controls. Engineer of the day, Oliver Green. Hello. Hello. The engineer makes me think of the engineers from... uh, Those were what the big people were called in Prometheus. Mm. The ones who created the alien. Okay, that's been <laughs> that's been your top travel tip of the day from Rhino Clavin, mm-hmm. engineers, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, <laughs> for some reason that movie just comes up quite often whenever we're talking, and I don't understand why. But hey, that's it. We're all allowed to have our own favorite things. I so, didn't say that was a favorite thing of mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you did. I believe you you sang it in a few of your favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Wait, we have to get that harmony. Prometheus. When the dog bites. When the well, it's one Prometheus. <laughs> wow. We isn't are prof- What? Isn't it one Prometheus? Isn't that a Promethei? Promethei. I don't know. A promise. I don't know. <laughs> a promise. Uh, wow. Okay. We have just a fantastic show for you today, uh, if I do say so myself. Um... As, of course, we're all going to blow alert. up getting an <laughs> Amber yeah. Alert. Good thing. Oh, hey, good test of all our phones being yeah. on silent, though. Mine didn't do anything, so. Oh, good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, if anyone was wondering, Oliver is the worst person. So, any other person in Florida now, though, who is watching this live, I don't know if you're out there. Uh, if you are, uh, why aren't you working? Or, uh, B, why aren't you out visiting the parks having fun? Uh, well, you just got an Amber Alert, too, as well. So, oh, my goodness. Just an exciting show, as I said at the top of it. Top travel tips. Uh, of course, these are all our opinions. 
we don't actually travel long distances to Universal. Um, so this is kind of a ballpark guesstimate on us on what we think are the best tips to help anyone just uh, get the most out of their Universal vacation. Uh, you know, Oliver might be able to provide a little bit more insight on the actual travel aspect of it because he had to do that at one point in time. That I did for many, many years. Um, my mind's gone blank now. You're going to ask me some of those things later, and I'm not going to remember a single one. I feel one. Like you whisper whenever we ask you a question. Yeah. Sorry, I'll like, speak we're up. We're speaking at an audible level, and you're it's like, probably because know, it's, back it's, it's because I can hear myself in my own. Do you know how like you both know? I'm, I'm asking you questions. You do know the answer to. You both know how <laughs> cutting it is. So um, I don't have a nice sounding voice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So. As I always do before we really jump into things here, does anyone have any housekeeping to bring to the table? No. Besides no. all the all you annual pass holders, we talked about it last yeah. week or a couple Sorry, weeks ago. Sorry, I was going to sneeze, so I was trying to get away from the microphone. Uh, you're, tomorrow is the day the plastic uh, ticket distribution starts for your annual passes, so I'm make excited. sure you're out upgrade into plastic now you can ride the uh the water attractions without worrying what's gonna happen to my pass that never even occurred to me but you make a very good point that great very I good use packaging tape to laminate my pass i hate so much the things you choose to be <laughs> but i am excited to have a pass yeah i call it a plastic pass i'm sorry i sound whatever but yeah I'm very I'm sorry I'm like super excited about this it's finally like Universal's being like you know what pass holders we've heard you yeah it's it's a nice like step in the right direction here here stupid and small but here here just as I mean kind of going in before I've got I've got a lot of housekeeping and by housekeeping it's news that I don't find intriguing enough to do a whole buzz 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 section over it but uh, we get, it's definitely some of these things are worth a mention, like the annual passes, uh, getting the upgrade to plastic starting this weekend, Wednesday. Uh, I mentioned it on the Daily Fix yesterday. If you weren't watching that, though. What is that noise? It's, it's yeah. finally the Amber Alert. Oh, wow. Okay. It's so finally Oliver, Oliver's Amber I'll Alert. I'll take it back. Oliver's okay, then. It, no, it wasn't either of my... Oh, it was. I apologize. No. I'm just a bit behind. It's the time difference. You're okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, we, we apologize for all this Amber Alert emergencies here, but uh, it's not something to be taken lightly. Uh, lightly. Yeah, so... Uh, all you annual pass holders out there, after you get your, your plastic annual passes this weekend, uh, remember, I talked about it yesterday on The Fix, and I'll mention it again, Warcraft screening coming up this Wednesday. Oh, so God, yeah. uh, if you listen to our show about our big Kong-sized summer preview, you know how pumped we were for Warcraft. Duncan Jones, brah. David Bowie's son. However, for some reason, as excited as I get. we are... Still going to attempt to go to the screening. Yep, I don't. Because um, we like punishment. Gluttons we, for punishment. We like punishment, and then we are also in. Oh, my apologies. Everybody's my off the rails today. This is unprofessional. Uh, we have the blessing of having a career where at Wednesday on a three o'clock, we yeah, could technically be doing go. nothing to go pick up passes for a movie that then is being played at a normal time. Uh, I know it'll be more difficult for annual pass holders who actually have a nine to five job per se. So 
but we we can't. I need to see it if it's for free. Yeah, as part true. of an annual pass perk. So again, a re- I think Universal is going to really start up in their game with what annual pass holders actually get. I think they are going to actually even go over top of Disney World because Disneyland treats their annual pass holders really well. Uh, there's yeah, always lots of. Lots of fun perks. And then even Universal Studios Hollywood. I never was able to attend any of the events they had for annual pass holders. But whenever I was a pass holder for uh, USH, I always got – I always received emails about uh, annual pass events. So even they did a good job with it. Uh, Universal Orlando starting to up their game. Disney World still sucking at it. Yeah. They just – there's never – I don't know. They're like, here's a discount to this one thing that we're actually going to give this discount to everybody. Too. Oh, sorry. At Flower and Garden, we did get a bunch of awesome prints that I only got the first one, yeah, and I it is crumpled up somewhere else. You know, if you went on the last day, um, I don't know whether I just got lucky. They were just giving you every single, all three of them. Yeah. If you just went on that, so right. there's no point. There's well, no well point what else going. are they going to do Food with them? Food and wine, they did the um, they did the glass, too. I forgot about that. That one was cool, but apparently it was like a port-sized glass, so it's, it's just a little tiny baby glass. Uh, it was a responsible wine drinker's glass. Yeah. And, but you could get as many as you <laughs> wanted. They didn't, they didn't limit it, so oh, you so could it, get a whole set. It was the size of a bottle? Hmm? Um, That's how I... <laughs> <laughs> share the joke <laughs> no can't. no we can't <laughs> um yeah a, a responsible wine drinker would have a bottle sized glass because everyone knows it's good for your heart to drink one bottle of wine a day yeah as long as it's red yeah it's yeah so mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> uh-huh. uh so that's coming up for annual pass holders here very very exciting um and part of this segment I'm still not done with the housekeeping. Again, not really housekeeping, so let's not call it that. Uh, but part of the thing I, I'm seeing a lot of in our chat today, there's some questions popping up about food allergies, reservation uh, line, about food allergies, families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll, we'll try to throw these in here as much as we can without derailing things uh, too much. But uh, – we will we will get in on it. Um, and if you want to know what the joke is, just read some of the names of people in chat, and <laughs> and you'll get you'll get the joke. Remember, we are children. Um, and for everyone listening out there, not watching this later, uh, this is a very good reason why you should check out video shows, especially live ones, every once in a while. Okie dokie. Where are we in this mess? Oh well, we got an email that I wanted to bring up earlier. Did I just delete that email? You didn't tell me about it, so I didn't. if you did, I... I, I got it. Uh, so we got a uh, we got an email from Stephanie Morell. Sorry, or Stefan... Stefan? Stefan? Sorry, as soon as it's... S. Morell. We got an email from an S. We got S. Morell. <laughs> we got an email from a viewer slash listener, someone out there. Um, and it wasn't to... It was to our normal podcast account, but someone said, I like Universal, I do. Harry Potter really brought it. But we were there last March, and we and we're done with both parks in one day. Are the numbers really there for a third gate? Uh, um, first off, depending on when you go in March, if it was like the week before spring break, of course you'll get yeah everything done in one day. Um, it's it's very easy if you, especially if you're you're a good planner. You don't even have to be a good planner. You just have to time things right. You can get everything done plus rerides in one day. 
Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is a company's not going to invest in a third park just to invest in a third park. They're not just doing it to be like, well, now we've got three. It, it's clearly like they wouldn't have purchased land to then per- to then build you know a multi million dollar park if they didn't have some sort of justification in there somewhere. The problem is, is that the the parks where they are right now are just so landlocked that they they're being very innovative with the space they have, that, and that therefore eats yeah. up stuff repeatedly. And so they they're trying to give you a. Just think, they're probably just trying to make their game up their game even further than they already have. And so the only way for them to do that is to get more space. Yeah, and we're talking about space specifically for a third park. Uh, They have still space on there for smaller expansions to to make the parks potentially a little bit wider, a little bit deeper, and and, uh, also... Um, they they have room for more hotels for sure in there. Not not massive hotels, but definitely hotels nonetheless. I know this because we were told by people at Universal that there is more room for hotels on property. Yeah, uh, without even leaving. So, uh. <laughs> I can't follow along. Okay. With this chat room at all anymore. So I don't even know why I have my computer open. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. So back to the issue at hand of uh, is it really necessary for an extra park? Yeah, it it absolutely is. The the parks are starting to pick up in terms of their their market share as share as we saw last week with the uh the Tia AECOM uh theme park index that oh, was released. I did I did just remember something, but I don't know if you're going to bring it up but, in a little bit about the train, the rail station. Yeah, that's the whole segue into that. Okay, that's right. Okay, that's right. So, uh Universal's market share is is quickly rising. Um it's it's not getting the ma- the numbers of Magic Kingdom still. It's not getting 20 million visitors a year for USF. But, again, I've said it before. It can't hold the same capacity that right. Magic what, Kingdom what can. What is the capacity of, like, studios? The capacity of studios? Um, on a daily basis, I think it max the max out is, like, around 55 is that they could hold in there. Yeah. And so on a slow day, you're going to look at about, like – nine ten thousand a day and on a busy day you're going to probably be looking in the high 20s low 30s and then obviously a peak period would be up in the the 40s but not pushing capacity i mean it's it's normal theme park that's what it was like at epcot whenever i first started working there i was was like oh my gosh it was like it's so it's so busy we're projected like we're projected 15,000 people today. That's so many people. And then once you start working for theme parks longer, then you finally realize, like, oh, it's that's that's very slow. That's you know what puts it in perspective minimal. for me? On a slow day at Hollywood Studios, the average attendance is probably – on the slowest of days is like 12,000. And I had to do a project about my hometown, how many people live in it. God, I had no idea. Yeah. And it's, it's like right under 12,000. And so – on any given day, the slowest of days, my entire town is inside of one theme park down here. Just to put that into perspective yeah. about the amount of people. So that's a slow day. So yeah. if you're – you know, you don't want to y- – y- 
I like that Universal's being proactive about this and not waiting until their capacity is at the point where they can't. It's just spilling over every where it, it ruins the experience for everybody where it's too full. Yeah. Uh, and there are multiple benefits of doing a third park, and that is uh, a they are going to have to build it on the land that they just recently uh, purchased mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Um, that's that's the only option for them. And then once you have three parks, that means unless it's really slow and people are very good at maximizing their time and they can get IOA and USF done thoroughly to their liking in one day, they would still have to add in that second day to be able to get to the third gate. It's no longer where they could just, you yeah. know, they have it all done right there. Now with the addition of a third park, um, even if you are the best planner, you would you I don't think it would be possible to do it all in just one day. I Yeah. And even then doing doing the two in one day, I, I it's a little exhausting. It's not yeah. it's not something that like, yeah, you you could probably do it and like you said, get get a couple rerides in there and stuff like that. But I mean the the trend that Universal is going for right now, like Diagon Alley alone, like you you could get everything done but you're not going to be able to spend any time in there and yeah. enjoy the stuff you know it's you don't just kind of like you're going in getting out moving on yeah you don't get the it. you don't get the experience that comes in terms of immersive theming uh we we talk about immersive theming so much and how beautiful it is but if you don't let yourself get immersed in it then what is the point of it I, the same could be said about uh Diag- or not just diagonally also hogsmeade yeah. the same could be said about cars land out in Disney California yeah. Adventure. It's it's all pretty to look at, but let give yourself a couple minutes. Have an experience. And by a couple minutes, I mean a couple hours. Just really dig deep. If you don't do that, I can't honestly say you have done Universal fully. Maybe you did it on a past trip, and this next one you're going on, uh, you feel like you don't need to do that, and you can just go ride, ride, ride. That's your prerogative. Uh, but regardless, I think that... Adding a third gate all of a sudden will then take away from people uh, definitely spending more time at Disney. That's a, that's a given. Um, but then it might shift into maybe I'm staying on Universal property more because there's more to do now. Why do I need to just stay at Disney and travel over for the day? I'll give Universal its own shot, and it honestly deserves it. And that leads us into the aspect that I was going to talk about that Rhino so – nicely brought up before is uh, right now there are rumors that there will be some type of potential monorail or transportation system uh, hub being built to help make all of this actually work and actually happen. And I'll tell you why this is awesome. For for more reasons than just being like Anybody who makes the argument that, oh, they're trying to be like Disney, you're foolish. Because what they're trying to do is alleviate um, – they're helping themselves. They're helping the people that live here. They're helping everybody yep. by doing this because what they're going to be able to do is streamline how they get people from place to place. And if you've ever driven around where that land is that they purchased or this area in general, by no fault of Universal's, but this is a terrible congested area and it's very – the road can't be expanded because it's literally stuff all on one street, stuff all on the street across from it. And it's already only like two or three lanes. And it's so – by them building something that maybe goes above everything and transports it, I just I think it's going to alleviate so much traffic through that area, and yeah, it's, it's going to make traveling from park to park so much smoother. And it's just going to make Universal slash Orlando, yeah, Universal Orlando slash Orlando, 
so much cooler. Yeah. In general, having this whole system set yeah, up. Yeah, I, um, I I would love to be in a world where we're just driving and there's trains and stuff going above us like that. And uh, yeah, that's something that that for me is a plus. Like I look forward to it. Unlike the expansion on I four, which feels like a nightmare to me, but. Yeah. Keep just, you know, fingers crossed it's all for the better. But um, there's another thing I forgot that I just read the other day, too. I don't know if this counts. And, Did you, do you even know where this is going? Yeah, that's over on Disney. Oh. That's off of 192. I thought this was so. going with a Nickelodeon hotel. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. What is no, it? No, that's a Holiday Inn. <laughs> it's a Margarita Bill. Um, the, holiday, the Nickelodeon Hotel just closed, not closed, but just rethemed as of yesterday is now officially. Um, it's now officially just Holiday Inn Suites, and they are moving the time capsule that once was at Universal Orlando oh, now they, to Hollywood. I didn't know they had a time capsule. Oh, yeah, the time capsule was out right outside of Nickelodeon Studios, and yeah. then when they built Nick Hotel and you know everything. Oh, that's when Wayside and Universal that's on this side. they moved it there. Yeah, so now it's going over to California. That's too bad. The official last presence of Nickelodeon kind of over here, right? Because there's no Nickelodeon themed anything in the park. Well, SpongeBob, SpongeBob is still there. Yeah, I, ho- I I would I would hope that maybe with the new park they'll Andorra, re-expand Andorra the, the Explorer, the Nickelodeon thing, only solely because the Power Rangers are on Nickelodeon now. Come so on, Vaminos. You know the Power Rangers are never going to make it to Universal. They made it to Disney. They can make it to Universal. I highly doubt it. We'll see. Sorry to crush your dreams. You've crushed nothing. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, and then I think it's worth a mention uh, because, it, again, it was mentioned on the Daily Fix the other day. Uh, how how does Universal afford to do all these fun things? Well, it's because Comcast is uh, – they're extremely rich and they are extremely profitable by offering – uh, some people don't like their cable services that they do offer, but uh, they also make money by actually going to the uh, by people going to the theme parks. And now, if you are traveling to Universal Orlando and you weren't smart enough to buy your tickets ahead of time, you now have to actually be worried about seasonal tier pricing uh, because that is now a thing. So if you show up at the park. At the last second to get your ticket for a one-day, one-park ticket, uh, you're now going to spend $14 more. Uh, It's $169 than if you would have just bought it online ahead of time. So, uh, And the same goes for a one-day, one-park ticket. It's also up $14 from what you would purchase online. Uh, And that's kind of the only details we have about that right now. Uh, they, uh, They didn't release what the actual schedule was of what days would be peak days and what would be slow days um so we have absolutely no idea but again just save yourself some time get the pass get the pass ahead of time unless it's really one of those things where you're like i i have no idea if i'm gonna go or not so i just have to wait until i'm there then i understand that (sighs) but otherwise there's no reason if you know you're going don't don't buy your tickets once you're there that's that's silly it's silly and irresponsible. Be a responsible traveler. Plan your vacation. Don't steal and people's with potato chips. Unlimited travel. Did you take my potato chips? <sighs> good, good, good. So there were thirty-five in here. <laughs> there were. So let's. Uh, that's. I mean, that was a tip right there. That was definitely a tip, um, for sure. So let's keep going with our tips now. Our top travel tips. T T T. I can start because I've got one off the back of tickets oh, as well. Go ahead, please. Um, Thank you. So, um, 
with the tickets, I would say make sure you get the uh, multi-part tickets because if you get just the one-day ticket, you're going to restrict yourself from the Hogwarts Express, Mm -hmm. which is an attraction in itself. Um, So even if you were planning on doing one part one day and one part the other, um, make sure you don't get the single-day tickets. Make sure you get the multi-day tickets because on either of your two days, you won't be able to ride the train in between. So that's a whole attraction that's definitely worth not missing. Well, and you'd be top, missing out on. On top of that, the train is a different experience going both ways. So it is. You not only do you miss out, it's it's not like, oh, well, it's just the one trip. It's you get two different, you got to go both ways. So you're right. I've got to ask you something because I know that whenever you came to us, you uh, you came in with the idea of, I'm not just a Disney fan or a Universal fan. I'm a theme park fan, especially with like Bush Gardens and all that. Mm-hmm. Whenever you would travel, did you ever do like the the big ticket that also included Bush Gardens and SeaWorld and Wet n Wild? I certainly did. Uh, I believe you're referring to it was either called I can't remember the exact name. It's either the Flex Pass or yes, the, the, the Orlando Flex is, Pass. Yep. When Flex Pass Puss. Yes, Pu- not pus. The, the pus. pus. Pus comes out of places. The, the plus. plus. The plus was referring to Bush Gardens, I believe, um, yes. at the time, which you could add on. Um, yeah, that used to be like the favorite. If you weren't doing Disney, that was the favorite one to get because it was just an amazing value. Um, and if I remember correctly, I think it was only available to like foreign. I believe visitors. anyone can purchase it anymore. But uh, that that leads into that question of. Are you going to maximize your money out of it? Are you staying here long enough? So it definitely makes more sense for uh, foreign travelers who are spending quite a bit more time in uh, in the area than it would for normal uh, American vacationers going between like five and seven days. Yeah, but, you, I was just about to say, you can tell straight the way it's made for foreign travelers. Cause yeah. Again, it's been a while since I bought one, but I'm pretty sure it's not changed. It lasts for 14 consecutive days from the first day of use. You can go to... The uh, basically any major theme park in the Orlando area that isn't Disney um, for 14 days, which is not it's like essentially a temporary annual pass for all of that, uh, which I would choose to just go to wet and wild over and over again. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? I have many reasons, but the show normally only lasts for an hour, so oh. uh, we won't go over them. <laughs> Fan- <laughs> fantastic. So um, in terms of tips, I guess I won't go to Rhino right now I because can, he's oh, typing. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to let you type. I can give you a parking tip. Go. Oh, go. Craig brought it up yeah. to me yesterday, and I complain every time I do it. Um, I would say if you're coming, you're driving, and you're going to park here, don't, don't pay for preferred parking. I feel like it's a ruse. It puts you on the level, the same level that everybody comes, like where all the walkways are and everything, which is the third level of the parking garage. Yeah. And, but, however, whenever I end up in preferred parking, I end all the way up in Jaws, which is in the farthest parking garage, in the farthest row. So you, you have to walk a lot more than, like, let's say I was on the fifth level, but in the closer parking garage, I just come down the steps and go. So yeah, I'd I'll, say it's not worth it. I'll definitely uh, jump on that bandwagon since I'm the one who said it. Typically in that on that third level too is where all the handicap parking is at the closest. So sometimes though, this does vary where I've seen preferred parking go on either like the second level or the, the fourth level and be primarily as close as possible. And then you just go down. Yeah. Uh, lately though, the past months, it's always been 
uh, on that third level, but then you could be all the way at the end. Yeah. And I am – That doesn't seem very preferred to me. I am one of those people who – absolutely despises anyone who gets on a moving walkway and oh doesn't move i've said it before i will say it again it's it's in the title a moving walkway yes. you know don't just stand up or if you do like make you just stand to the left or the yeah. right just well, the, get out of the way the whole point is that the moving walkway is supposed to be cutting down the amount of time it takes you to go that long distance and you just standing there and i understand you've walked a lot you've been in the theme park i get it but you're, you'll be able to sit down very soon, sooner, mm. if you kept walking. And that's still not my biggest peeve with those moving walkways. It's the people that step off and move at a slower rate than the walkway moves. So you oh. have to do the weird dance around them, yeah. and I hate that. I love when they just stop completely, and you're just like, oh, no. Like, it's just, everything's <laughs> going to happen here. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the mindset of I am blessed to have mobility that I can walk, why would I ever not take full advantage of that? And that's actually, I should, I should point that out now. When I say these people, like, they don't walk off the end. These are able-bodied people. I don't want anyone to think I'm being horrible and, like, the people are struggling. I get that. Some people do yeah. need that extra help. These are able-bodied people that just won't walk. They're not well, thinking. And the other thing is, too, is that the walkways aren't supposed to have strollers or any, like, vehicles on them. So no ECVs or anything like that, electronic vehicles, walkers strollers any of that stuff so those people also who like i watch i watch them look at the sign i see them look right at the picture and then they go what's the matter nothing is it i don't know it could be a stranger <laughs> i don't know i've just seen it what does the, uh doesn't matter oh is there someone in the window this, behind no. yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a ghost in the window yeah. no, it's there's, just haunted there's someone currently in our live chat room with the name Ollie's mom and I don't know I don't know whether it's Oliver's an, mother I don't know whether it's actually my mom or an insult like it could, it could be either way it could oh well, so yeah, for people out there who are listening, um, the be- question was brought up. Does but with this whole um, this, should you do preferred parking? Well, the the premier pass, the premier annual pass, does include it for free as well as complimentary valet. Uh, but sometimes it's you have to make that decision. You can still use your free premier parking in that sense. And you could end up all the way down, or you could risk the gamble of not and just go in regular parking and seeing where you end up. Or That's... use your complimentary valet. But if you're going to do that, you, it's technically you're going to still be paying for something because you should be tipping those people. Yeah, you should be tipping. And I don't carry cash on me, so I never – unless yeah. – I can only go if I do have cash. If I don't have cash, I'm walking. Yeah. Well, I, I I usually if I'm in a rush, that's usually when I valet because it comes out too. a lot closer to the. It comes out near where like the mini golf is. It, it goes back to my principle. I why shouldn't I walk? It's I can true. walk. I deserve to walk. Um, huh. So where am I going with this one? Oh, with my next tip. Uh, this is not really a plug for the hotels. We talk about how much we love the hotels. Um, and we've we've talked about this feature before, but I think it's going to be more. Uh, it's going to be something that is more and more important now with the addition of Sapphire Falls this summer, as well as uh, just with the the opening of Kong and everything else that's opening up in the future. But uh, I think it's going to get to the point where staying on site to have that extra hour early is going to be an absolute necessity. Yeah. Um, 
because now we're we're adding a brand new hotel in here where we have even more people who are able to get into the wizarding world of <laughs> Harry Potter uh, early, and maybe they'll turn change that to Kong. Maybe they'll change it to Hulk once it. Um, oh yeah, so once var- it opens back there'll up, there'll be some variety. Yeah, it, it, it could be a lot, but. Uh, the the thing is though is that all these we're gonna increase the capacity of the guests on property so those extra mornings are already gonna be slightly busy and then you add in the people who are coming during the day it's just going to get massively massively worse so well what I love too is it, my mentality is that if I get up early if I'm staying in the hotel and I get up early and I take advantage of that um, that extra uh, hour you know extra morning I allow myself the midday nap. So it says, okay, I'm getting out. I've left the hotel room. I got in there early. But you know what? If you're in most of the hotels there, you can just kind of walk back to your room if you want or take transportation yeah. or whatever. But it's it's that nice. It works in many layers throughout the day besides just that extra. <laughs> is it? And, uh, really? Is it really? <laughs> I uh, – <laughs> Carry on, Craig. Craig, carry on. Carry on, Craig. I'm not sure if your mother is actually in the chat room right now or not. Is it just from one of the last two things I've read? I'm quite confident. You're verifying. It might be, it. Yeah. It's okay. It's your mom's, mom's your mom, around. My all mom's the time. usually in it. She's not. I don't yeah, think she's in here today. Not, I haven't seen her. She's not got the screen name. Craig's mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everyone everyone she's knows who Chris Williams is. Right. She is. <laughs> she is a dis. She is like an unofficial dis celebrity, especially at our uh, dis unplugged give kids the world meets. Uh, so. Going Sorry. going with what you said, yeah. um, being able to go back and take a break in the middle of the afternoon that that is a huge thing. That you know, people that go to Disney parks, I always talk about the best way to to really maximize what you're doing in the day is get there early, go back, take a take a break, and yeah. then go at night and be able to stay for the long haul. Same thing's true at Universal. Uh, I another tip that I have with that is. As much as we just talked about, go to the early entry. I think Universal is definitely a place to experience at night, whenever the hours are agreeable with that. Um, so, like a lot of times in slower periods, Universal doesn't just stay open until nine, ten o'clock because they can. They'll close at seven o'clock, or if they can sell the park out for an event, yeah, then they'll close early and do that because, well, why not? It makes sense. It also this does happen at Disney too, uh, just a lot more conspicuously uh it's not as outright noticeable uh is <laughs> i can't do it we're this is just going off yeah. the rail uh, this is terrible uh, <laughs> i don't even i want to look okay, away but someone, i can't not someone who would <laughs> Is For Guy the record, Fieri Guy dad? Fieri is Guy Fieri. <laughs> Fieri. He is like my most hated celebrity oh. chef, if you can't even call him that. <laughs> this is all just going on the rails. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this is why someone that's not on the show should be monitoring. Yeah. <laughs> and not us. Um. Okie dokie, you are cutting it close there. Um, um, but yeah, I think uh, I. Um, uh, were you, was your tip to check the times? Because that was going to be my next tip. Because you, because I was going to say you brought it up in your tip that the the closing times of the parks fluctuate frequently. 
Yeah, no, they they absolutely. I, I do. live right next door, and I always never know. It it could be seven, it could be eight, it could be nine. Yeah, and that it's more of a concern again during slower times of the year. Uh, that's whenever they will have. Uh, kind of messy park hours once you get into the summer period uh definitely memorial day through june through the rest of uh through august into september that's whenever you're going to see the park being open till uh nine or ten o'clock basically every night so uh that that you can rely on throughout the rest of the year though it's a mixed bag and there are sometimes during the slower points of the year when the time change is kind of funky that you know, you might want to see Universal Studios at night, or you might want to see I- IOA at night. There's a chance if it closes at seven o'clock, and based on the time of year, it will still be light outside when the park closes. So you have to, you definitely have to kind of watch what's happening and and manage your expectations in that. I think Islands of Adventure uh, until. This past weekend, when Animal Kingdom started their nighttime activities, Islands of Adventure was my favorite park in Orlando to go to at night. Mm. It is absolutely beautiful. I like being there when the sun sets because I feel like yeah. like with the Hulk when the roller coaster is going and um, you kind of stand near the water and the sun setting there, it it has a lot of really cool looking silhouette. You know, it's when very you, well designed, especially when you stand back where Jurassic Park is and you look out over it. When yeah. you get that whole like that's really nice. That's oh yeah, fantastic absolutely. landscape. No, during, during sunset into nighttime, I think it is just a beautiful park. Not to say that uh, studios or any of the other parks in Orlando aren't, because, I mean, they, these are all professionally lit. It's not going to a carnival and seeing it at night. Right, it's, yeah. it's not like that. You guys know. You you've all been the there. You unsafe things um, happening. Yeah, you, you've, you've been there. You know what we're talking about. But um, I, it's something that if you're a first-time visitor coming to Universal and you you want that, you know, you just you got to make sure you plan for it right because you have to see these parks at night. They are absolutely beautiful. Um, and then, let's say you aren't staying on property, you need a you need a break in the middle of the day. Most people will plan a meal around that. Well, my tip in that regards is don't stay in the theme parks to eat. Uh, we we've talked about how much yeah, we love fast that's food. A really good tip. Fast food boulevard. Fast food boulevard. We've talked about how much we love the leaky cauldron and uh, three broomsticks. We we've mentioned all of this. However, I whenever I would like come with my parents, I we we tried our best to go uh, outside into City Walk to eat if we could. Yeah. Because that really does help break up the day. Not only could it be helpful between like switching parks, saying, okay, I'm going to leave that park, go over to the other one, I'll stop and have a bite on the way. It's just nice to get out of there. Yeah. And uh, considering how much we love the food dining options in City Walk, oh, yeah. you'd be a moron not to. <laughs> well, that's the tip. Don't be a moron. Don't be dumb. <laughs> Don't be dumb. Eat out. Um, it's... Yeah, I would agree with that, especially if you're going to do it like, you know, I, when I, I can't help this, but whenever I think of City Walk, I think of eating at night, and I would say take advantage of going during the day when the crowds are a lot lighter at, like, um, NBC Sports Bar and Grill. Brill and Grill. Brill and Grill. And, um, and, you know, or Cowfish or any of these places, you can pretty much just get sat right away in these in them and enjoy the same meal that you would have at night. Yeah. But, uh, but I would... On that note, too, I would say that the NBC um, place is really nice to eat during the day, too. Another sunset place. There's a lot of great places to enjoy at sunset. That's my tip, too. You know, people talk about doing just the one day, but I think that if you allow yourself the multiple days, you can, you'll experience the park in new light 
literally and figuratively by oh. like I don't know. I, for me, parks come alive at different times of day, and yeah, I think the that that time of day is a lot of fun. At Universal, yeah, and that magic hour. The just, yeah, the dusk. It, it's just beautiful. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of dining. Uh, I want to bring up now where we had some of the questions earlier in chat uh, about actual uh, dining with allergies and stuff. Um, all I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an expert at it. I can't speak too highly, but I can speak highly enough considering my wife is severely my allergic. Wife. My wife, <laughs> my Borat wife, is uh, seriously allergic to shellfish, uh, peanuts, tree nuts, multiple other things. Um Universal Orlando is just as good as Disney in terms of how they handle allergies, if not better. I feel like anytime we went to Disney and had to deal with her food allergies, it almost felt like the entire wait staff would kind of talk down to her in terms of like, I need you to be extra sure that you're okay with this. I need you. I need you to really know. And. I mean, yeah, it's because they – it's A, they do care, which I, I don't want to say it in a negative way. They really care. They don't want to see anything happen to anyone. B, it's also a very big liability if they do screw something up. Um, well, you know how they know they care too is I, even when we stayed at the um, – when we just stayed at a hotel, the they asked us. Every, every meal I can – I feel like I remember very vividly of them handing us a yeah. menu and immediately saying, do we have any food allergies today? And not in a very – not in a – not in a mean way or whatever. They would even draw our attention to some yeah. stuff that would say, like, this is, you know, gluten-free yeah. stuff. And, this is- you know, it, Disney's starting to go on with that. They added in the allergy menus so you can see what food would work with the allergies you have. And then they still do offer the option of, well, you can pick something off this or you can speak with a chef if you feel more comfortable. And I, you know, I like how they're handling things now, not beyond what they did before. Before, it did always come off to me, like... You know, it's, you don't, I'm not, don't treat me different because I have an allergy. Just work with me, please. Whereas Universal, I feel like they, they are on the same page of how Disney is now. Like, please let me know. Obviously, I need to know if there's anything so we can make this the best experience you have. But at the same time, too, if, you know, I will try to take care of it as much as possible. If you feel like you need to speak with a chef, we can definitely take care of that. Uh, They're awesome. There's, to be the best at guest service, which is something that Universal wants to be. Yeah. They their motto isn't make sure, you know, make sure we have the most people coming, make sure people have the most fun. They just want to give guests the best experience and make sure they have the best experience possible at all. And uh, you know, that's that's how they strive to be. So of course they are going to to do everything they can with it. Uh, and that led into another question. Can you talk about it when you call Universal's reservation line to, to speak about food allergies? Well, uh, that won't do you any good because Universal, better than Disney in terms of dining, because you don't have to make reservations out ahead of time to actually get into Universal restaurants. Um, they, they do have restaurants on property where you can book dining uh and if you're staying on site you have the option to actually move to the front of the line to get reservations you get priority access but you honestly don't need to ever do anything with it it's it's easy peasy you just walk up for the most part unless it's a really busy time uh and you can get sat anywhere i've i've only ever had to wait maybe a half an hour 
for the longest and all of all of the restaurants usually that you have to wait at are set up with the the system where you give them your phone number and they text you as soon as your table's ready and so you can just go wander you don't have to worry about buzzers or going yeah. too far anything I like that, like that. About that it's it's amazing i love it i've uh 45 minutes is the most i've had to wait this year and that was at one of the busier times that we've had so far this year so that and that was at mythos as well so all right where was it at, um uh, mythos. 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 mythos mythos yes there are still places like mythos absolutely yeah. get get a reservation from there well my point is unlike disney you, like, there's, there's certain restaurants in disney it takes six months to yeah. get a reservation for you can still eat on the same day you know 45 minutes is a good amount of time you can go off do something quick come back and be reservations ready so yeah and i would even argue that some of the restaurants that we don't prefer are the ones that you would need a reservation for whereas yeah. the good ones you can almost always walk up and be fine or have to wait 20 to 30 minutes, and it's far worth it to do that than to try to stress out about reservations. Just, yeah. just don't. That's Universal's better for that reason. They, they know how to do dining. So any other tips, guys? Any, um, anything. Come on. Throw them out there. Gosh, I, don't, I, I, I feel I, like I, we haven't had given like a ride tip. I mean, I always give my tip of if you have any sort of emotion sickness issue whatsoever – um, take your Dramamine before you go. Better yeah. safe than sorry. Um, my tip, my extra tip there is that if you forget it, um, don't worry because at any of the first aid stations, they'll give you some. But remember, 45 minutes to an hour before you do any of that. If you've already gone on the ride and you feel sick, the damage is done, unfortunately. So i just say that's that's my tip there. Be better safe than sorry so that way you can enjoy your meals and everything. Mm. Oliver, you're up. I have a, a tip. That I feel it's really obvious, but I've people often forget take as little into the park with you as humanly possible yes so i'm talking like you don't need much you need your pass you need your credit or debit card and you need your photo identification Uh, and once you have that you're pretty much set to uh to yeah enjoy your day at the park you don't need much more you might take a cell phone as well but be prepared that a cell phone is something that you would have to put into a locker um if you wanted to go on certain attractions here's my tip absatch yeah. Absatch. Yeah. Absatch. Where an Absatch? What's an Absatch? Oh my god. Did you watch this show before we hired you? How dare you? I, How I told dare you? you? I forget things. Very, I'm going to make you wear the Absatch you don't, from now on when we go to the you park. You don't forget about Absatch. You don't steal people's potato chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um well, I've got a tip um here too. I just thought of one. My tip is so if you're a person like us who enjoys an adult beverage while you're Mm-hmm. wandering the parks and and i often feel like i do especially in a hot summer day well one tip drink water because make sure you're hydrating there it happens really quickly without you knowing but i would say my tip is universal studios and islands of adventure and city walk offer some very unique drinking options that don't go for the standard yeah don't just grab the the yingling or bud light or anything like that like Go to the Harry Potter area. They have specific brews just there. Go to Simpsons. Get a Duff beer. You know, at at, um, at City Walk, they have um, the refillable. The souvenir Fat Tuesdays has a yeah. souvenir thing that you can then get refilled for less than it would be to buy another drink. And they make some really cool um, frozen drinks um, that are also very good when it's really hot outside. Yeah. But unless you just flat out aren't a beer drinker, and you know, you'll drink Bud Light. And that's what you can stand, and that's what you consider good beer, and you don't like craft beer. If you don't like it, you know, obviously this doesn't apply to you as much. But if you are more, if you are slightly adventurous with your beer, don't ever settle for Bud Light, Yingling, anything 
you can get anywhere in the world. Go go for something outrageous that they either brew there or a specialty drink. Just there's so many good options. I want to go back to Oliver's on the bringing stuff into mm-hmm. parks because this isn't this is something that we don't talk about that often but whenever unless something big happens with it but your your idea actually is right on the money come with as little as possible uh something at disney that you see more and more uh prevalent uh as photography and you know that whole social media push yourself to do better things and there gets bigger is uh people bring in tripods all the Mm -hmm. time to disney uh right now there's some rumblings about maybe they're going to get banned completely from being in there uh but won't get on that because that has nothing to do with this right now but at universal i don't recommend bringing it right away not only because uh their security is a little stricter about what you're doing with it in there um not all of them just select people but on the other side if you're going to ride attractions that require the locker use uh the lockers just aren't big enough Mm. to put in uh uh tripod so then you get in that situation oh well i can just leave it here and stick it up uh, out of the way and hope that no one steals it or you have to break up your group and do a rider swap on it that makes things awkward yeah uh or if you're by yourself then you're just sol and yeah don't know what to tell you at that point but yeah, I I just I can't say that. And then the same thing goes with people who st- overstuff backpacks and then try to shove them in the lockers. That does two things. One, it puts the stuff in your backpack at risk of being smashed, damaged, uh, broken. And two, you're also looking at you might damage the locker itself. And Ooh. if anyone's been inside Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey on a day where the park is extremely busy uh, and there are not – and there uh, is a long line, you start to run into the issue of, oh my gosh, there's there's running out of lockers. We're having this issue with that. And that's when you really screw people over because, you know, sometimes uh, people broke sometimes they're broken or if their bag's too big, oh, well, I have to rent two lockers now and take stuff out of the bag, put it uh, in this locker. Yeah. And then you just cause a, a giant headache for everyone. So please, tra- travel light. Remember, this vacation is about the memories and the experience not about making sure you have every single little thing yeah. on you at all times i mean i i know what it's like when you're well i'm not a mother but my you know my my mom is a she's a backpacker she's got the backpack yeah. you know and they and when my brother and um my uh, two nephews came down with my mom for my um college graduation um last year or excuse me the year before I it was their first trip to Disney, and and it's the first time I've been with my mom to Disney with little kids since I was a little kid, and I was just like, Mom, you got to stop with the bag, like because it was the stroller, and then she had the bag, and I'm like, Mom, we're not, it's not the end of the world here. We don't need all this stuff. Like I can understand you need, you got kids, you need your wet naps, you need stuff like that, but you know that's actually another benefit to staying on property is some of that is within reach that you don't yeah. need to, you you know you don't have to sherpa everything with you. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, it's called soap and water. It's just as <laughs> there's, good. There's bathrooms everywhere. Yeah, and you sing can get happy any, birthday. If if there's remember if there is something from your that you didn't bring today, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, I absolutely need it. You can probably actually buy that in the park. I know it'll be more expensive than you need it, but yeah. just don't have that panic. You know. So if you do bring your stuff, remember the lockers that 
uh, you have to put stuff in. The ones like uh, Forbidden Journey, Dragon Challenge, Mommy. Hulk, Mummy, the ones that require it, that you cannot have any loose articles. Those are always free for the time that you are in line and on the ride, plus a little bit of buffer time just in case anything would happen. And as I've said before in the past, if something does go wrong where it would go over time, just speak to the smart cart person there and they will be able to handle the situation uh the best that they can well and also a good thing to remember is that some rides that you think that would you just don't don't get overly comfortable with those lockers because if you just assume that there's a locker like i always do for the jurassic park Mm. river adventure um that does not actually it's not a free locker and so you have to bring that with you on the water that was going to be my final tip the water attractions there you are allowed to bring stuff on them however i would uh, i would not take anything jurassic park if you're going to bring something expensive that could be damaged by water, make sure you're trying to sit in the middle of the boat and have as much your, coverage over top of it as possible. Um, but if you're taking stuff on um, Popeye and Bluto's or Dudley Do-Right. Gosh, Dudley Do-Right's, yeah. Get, you're so in for water. potential disaster with that. Um, and then kind of going off on top of that with the water attractions, I we've said it before, uh, Universal – Specifically, Islands of Adventure has three of the best water rides in Orlando as a whole, if not the best three. Uh, So there's a lot of confusion – not confusion. There's a lot of uh, tendencies between people. Do I go first thing in the morning, get it out of the way, and then dry all day? Do I go at night right before I'm leaving and then do that? If you're staying on property, you don't have to worry because you can go back and change your clothes right away. Um, I recommend – save those for the end of the day. Yeah, or you save them for the end of the day. I recommend, though, that if you're there for one day, you don't have that hotel room. Uh, I'm a big proponent believer in do it first thing as early as possible uh, and then hope that by, you know, noon, the sun is going to be burning hot and cooling you down uh, or try to time it around the time that it's raining where you're going to get wet anyways. Um, But you will get soaked on those attractions. So please be smart about it. Your phone will get wet. There you go. What? Now you won't forget. It was Jurassic Park, but with an original song. And the oh, uh, Someone just brought up a tip that I, I didn't even think. I do this all the time. Um, Severin Luna, if that's what it says. I can't read, but um, sandwich bags. Those are my number one thing. If I am ever going in the rain season here, which seems like nine out of the 12 months living in this state... Um, I will take two um, just sandwich Ziploc bags, yeah. and I'll put them in my back pocket. And so if a storm's coming or anything like that, I'll just put my cell phone in it. I will zip it up, put the wallet in the other one, and then that way even – because if you've ever been – if you haven't been caught in a Florida rainstorm, you will get – you will literally get soaked. Your yeah. underpants are going to get soaked. Yeah. That's how wet you'll get. And it will happen in 30 seconds. Um, And so I'm very paranoid about my cell phone, but that always – that always – uh. You know, puts my mind at ease knowing I just. No, that's a great tip. Uh, My my sister does the exact same thing all the time. Anytime I'm in a park with her, it could be the middle of day uh, on a beautiful day. Yeah, and for some reason, she still has her phone sealed up and uh. Oh, she she puts it in in there premature. Okay, I just just put them in my pocket. (laughs) It's always hilarious. I, you know, one of the many reasons why I love my sister so much. But uh, that's going to lead me to my final tip, and the final tip we have for this. Uh, If you're looking. It planning a universal vacation, obviously, you're listening to us potentially, and that's why you're doing it. But um, to get 
more tips, plenty more tips that will definitely help, go on to disboards.com. And it's not like a shameless plug for no, our it, site, but obviously. It's, but it's but, people that have gone there and experienced it, and it's kind of like they're, they're spreading their knowledge of like yeah. how they move and you know what the best things are for them in a theme park. Yeah, I feel like I still know a lot about Universal. I, I consider myself somewhat of an expert. I can never say that I'm a full expert just because that's not the type of person I am. But uh, the people who run the Universal section on our boards are absolute geniuses. There is so much information in there. Uh, not usually with like rumors and stuff, but just on uh, – just – in information about the rides, the restaurants, tips for how to make the most of your day. It is just packed full on our boards as well as uh, on all the other sections of the boards. That's where you're going to find tips like the bring sandwich bags if you've never thought about it before. Yeah. That's how I these know, people passed around these They've got like crazy things you never would have thought. Like there's something I, – I looked at it once and I know there was something with duct tape that I thought was really clever um, just in like regular stuff. Yeah. Just, just like $2 stuff. So that's our final tip. Use the boards to your, uh, yeah, use the boards as much as possible. That's where a lot of the good information is. So thank you guys for having this, uh, this conversation with me about our top travel tips for visiting Universal. I feel like uh, maybe six, perhaps even seven people learned something today. That seems to be all. The rest, it was all... Yeah, the rest was Bad jokes. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, and this was the episode where we tried to clean it up. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Jeez. Again, this does not apply for the audio, but for the video people uh, that are watching live, I'm almost disappointed that we kept our content yeah. clean, and you guys were <laughs> so extremely dirty yeah. throughout the entire thing. But thanks for the laughs, at least. I guess I should yeah. say that uh, this has been a fun one, and again, very in- informational. So uh, if you want more information on. Uh, uh, just random crap. Head over to disunplug.com, home of our show notes. Uh, you know, disunplug.com again for anyone that wasn't listening. We are the blue universal section. Uh, and blue. if you want to see, now listen up. Okay, that's Here's over. A story. Uh, we've got we've got plenty of other things on there. You can find out information on the Disney World show, the Disneyland show, uh, Dispop. This, that, and the other. You'll find all that at disunplug.com as well as information on where to find uh, where to find all of our social medias uh, for all the different crap that we do uh, in the Disunplugged Universe podcast network type thing. Uh, oh, what, what else? What else is there? Uh, make sure that if you haven't hit that thumbs up Subscribe. button yet, make sure you do that. Subscribe to us on on YouTube, on iTunes, leave us reviews. Just interact with us. Uh, we have we have fun with this. I enjoy it. Uh, we might have we might have a review coming up for uh, Universal very soon on Dispop, I believe. Are we are we going to go do Pop Star? Never Yo, stop. Yeah, no, Never I stop de- yeah, we definitely need to do that. If that falls under the Universal banner, I I say we haven't reviewed any Universal movies yet, so yeah, it's time. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So we uh, go right after the show on tomorrow maybe look for new content coming to uh coming for Dispop that's universal based so that could be very fun but again <gasps> we could go see it and get our new passes tomorrow that could oh, be an adventure tasking we could vlog the entire movie we're giving each other tips oh my god no stop okay thank you guys thank you everyone out there we'll be back with you next week for another episode of the dis unplugged universal edition uh Maybe also our resolutions. Oh, sugar.
No, we're no. just going to stay here. There we go. go. We're going to hold it. Okay. We're going to hold it. Oh, up. <laughs> Resolution to Universal. 